1: Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
0: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
2: Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the h Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined in the studio by Tim Vickery on a flying visit from uh, Rio. It's always good to see him. He had some weird and wonderful tales from South American football uh, and he also answered many of your questions around transfers. We were joined by an old pal of Charlie's, uh, Lethal Bizzle, the grime artist, big Arsenal fan. Good to see him. He was on great form. And uh, we had a conversation. You got involved. You came up with another potentially big TV series for us. So um, anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie.
3: Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon. I came in on my, uh, because of the strike, I came in, uh, I drove in so far, as far as I could into London today. Yes. And then ditched the car and then came in on my little fold-up bike. And I always Mm. think, you know, I cut quite the figure on it and I caught sight of yeah. myself in a couple of windows on the way through and you know those yeah. cruel old, old circuses where they'd make bears ride <laughs> small bikes
4: <laughs> I you ha- should have a little hat on <laughs>
3: yes, yes. little hat on little party hat and uh, yeah. I'd, have look, I'd have I did look a bit like that unfortunately but you know
4: <laughs>
2: I
3: got I got here
2: Paul I got here at least you made it in, unfortunately, uh, I didn't have that option. I, I join you. This it takes me back to the days of lockdown. Uh, you join me from home for one day only with trains and tubes making it. Uh, a bridge too far for me to get in. But um, we will press on. There's also some building work going on outside. So if you hear <laughs> drilling or the sound of a reversing lorry, you'll know what it is. But I'm, yeah. I'm assured it's going to be short-lived. Can you now, shout out um, some
3: of the Selco and the Wicks that deals to them, Paul, as, as we go along? Yeah, I, you know? I will. You could have got, got that yeah, plasterboard che- cheaper, mate.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely be doing that, looking after some of our fine sponsors on the station. Now, uh, Lethal Bizzle's coming in. Um, About three weeks ago, we were chatting. You said people that you had in your phone book, but you hadn't really kept in touch with. And you had Lethal Bizzle, the fine rapper and musician's number. Um, and we and you you'd work with him on a game show. What, yes. what was it? Well, Lethal Bizzles, play your cards right. What was the game <laughs> show you were on? No, we were we
3: were guests on a music. They were. It was like when they work out how to do quiz shows and panel shows. And, you know. Fun stuff like that. You you do yeah. what you call it's called an office run through. You know this, Paul. You've done you've done mm. hundreds of these. Yeah, you do, yeah. And so they get basically all the people, sort of people they'd like on the show, in an office somewhere in you know normally South London, and and uh, you play <laughs> the game. <laughs> you play the game in the office. And everyone either Hill. sits there disinterested or, if you're like me, far too keen, far too over- <laughs> en- over-enthusiastic. Put <laughs> me on it, let me have a go with it. Um, and, uh, but I was on it uh, with Lethal Bizzle. I'm a bit embarrassed, to be honest, because now I feel mm. like, oh, is he going to come in? And how's it going to be, Paul? You know, I suppose the big well, test is... Did if you he...
2: beat him in this quiz? not Is I he going to be because
3: he lost the quiz? No, I don't know. But I suppose the big test is if he gives me his phone number again. You know, at the, yeah. at the end of the interview. The new interview. one, because the, the, when the we tried one. the old
2: number you had... It was dead, wasn't it? Yeah. And we can have that situation. I think we've looked into it already. I th- apparently his friends, and I'm sure you count yourself among them, his friends call him Bizzle. <laughs> okay. So we're on safe ground. But sometimes, I mean, we had Meatloaf on show, the show. They meat Meatloaf yeah. many years ago. And again, I think we knew that people called him Meat. Okay. But there's almost certainly been times uh, he's gone to a restaurant and he's been called Mr. Meat or oh. Mr. Loaf and Bizzle. I mean, they'll say, yeah. "Mr. Bizzle, would you like to come this way to your table?" It's all good <laughs> when we had Wretch three two in like that. It was a bit the same. I say, "Hello, Wretch." It doesn't sound like the sort of thing you want. To, all right, Wretch. It's not the sort of thing you want to call somebody. So, we're interested. That's not you in a Dickens novel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've met someone who has a kind of interesting name like this, and you've not been sure what to call them, yeah. how did you get out of it? What did you go with? Um, tell us what happened to you this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J and text to 81089 and you can tweet to uh, TSH&J. Now, Charlie. Yes. Uh, your your choice this afternoon to get the listeners involved. In and is, when you, did you sing? Yeah, I know
3: you like it when I do a sensible one like this, Paul. It's not particularly <coughs> sport based. I don't know if you saw the story of the Hong Kong floating restaurant that sat in Hong, po- Hong Kong harbour. For for like 80 years, Paul, it's absolutely massive, absolutely massive in the harbour, big old thing, a floating restaurant it was, floating restaurant and uh, I, I just thought, I saw the other day they were towing it away. They were towing yeah. it away, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good. Where are they taking it to?" You know, obviously, because I'm mm. not sure the restaurant's been doing that well. So I did go, "I, aye, I oh, am." Yeah, what, what, what are you
2: suggesting?
3: <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything, Paul. But a lot of pubs do burn down when they they're not. It's not going well. That I'm well, sure that is I'm sure they're not the that, case. exactly. They but,
2: just wanted to take it on the road. Exactly. They to take it into some deeper water.
3: Anyway, they've they've towed this mm. you know massive old restaurant away, and they've got it into the the South China Sea, and Paul, can you believe it? It's sunk without a trace, without a trace. Mm. Mm. It's sunk, it's gone down, and that's what I thought we'd do. When did you sink? I mean, I don't know, (laughs) look, (laughs) maybe no one's ever sunk, but I reckon there'll be people who have been on and sunk, Paul.
2: We've got 102-year-old Doreen who's on the Titanic. I'm sure there'll be – I mean, that's you – know, we're not yeah, going to get yeah, that, yeah. are we? I
3: don't think we're going to get that. Okay,
2: when did you – well, let's hope everybody – I mean, really, we don't want any no, particularly dark Nothing stories, miserable. So were, everybody was safe. Everybody. everybody yeah. All hands survived is what we're looking you know, for.
3: a boating today. pond is what we're after. Mm. A, a canoeing yeah, trip. that's it.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. In the middle of the boat pond, that would be yeah, perfect you know, in the all park. all those things. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. And there were pictures, um, Golden State Warriors uh, winning the, uh, the NBA Finals. Oh, yes, I saw that. And the uh, Golden State uh, Parade, uh, a number of people took goats there. Uh, oh, lovely. And one or two of them had Steph Curry vests on. <laughs> so first thing, because, you know, goat, greatest of all time, but they yeah. actually took goats. Okay. I don't know if they hired goats. Yeah. So, where'd you hire a goat? Uh, or, or they go. Well, how do, go you, how do you hire
3: a horse, Paul? The old joke. How do you hire a horse? Yes,
2: put bricks. And how do you it. get a vest? How do you get a? <laughs> probably easier to get um, a basketball vest on a goat than it is a football shirt, isn't it? Yeah. You know, anybody's put a football shirt on a dog, and we've all done it. <laughs> we've all done it. Paul. When England are in a tournament, my dad, look at my dog. She so doesn't look happy at the best of times, but she's got got the old shirt on, uh, an England shirt. So, Bit of nylon. what have you put? What have you put a sports journey on? Um, it could be an inanimate object. Could, whatever it is, could be an a What have you put a sports jersey on and why? It doesn't it? Yeah, have lovely. to be football. But in what circumstances uh, have you ever put, maybe you've tried to put a football shirt on a goat. I mean, I'm sure the phones will light up on the basis. Goat e- no Charlie, goats goat's eat
3: everything, Paul. So I'm amazed that the goat didn't just eat the shirt from the off.
2: That's That's true. Etch it off its own Uh, body. Of its own body. Have you ever
3: eaten anything off your own body? Eight, ten, eight? No,
4: don't
2: don't get into that. (laughs) (laughs) We're all doing. When did you (laughs) sink? So to get in touch with that, um, what have you put in a sports jersey? Yes. Uh, What or who in a sports jersey? When did you sink? And indeed, when you were faced with someone like a, a Bizzle, A meatloaf. A wretch
0: 3-2. What did you call (laughs) them? It puts you on the spot. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talks. But just before we talk transfers, uh, Charlie, um, we asked the listeners to get in touch today in a few areas, didn't we? I mean, yours was uh, quite spectacular. When did you tell us about the day you sunk? (laughs) We've had a lot of people sinking, Paul. We've had a
3: lot of people sinking. When I was a kid, I went swimming with my brother, unable to swim at all. I was bouncing around in the shallow end until my foot slipped into the diving Pool. As I slowly started to sink, I see a leg which grabbed. I grabbed to pull myself up. That's not really sinking, is it? That's more drowning. <laughs> but slightly yeah, yeah. different. Me and me and two of my. This is Nathan Mackin. Me and two of my friends in 2017 hired a boat in Ibiza with. None, this sounds disastrous. With none of us having experience on boat driving. Oh, God. We thought it would be a good idea to take turns. On my turn at driving, I thought it would be a fun idea to go head-on with an incoming wave. Before I knew it, we were taking in too much water and sinking faster than the Titanic. Thankfully, due to a friend's quick thinking, he fired flares up, <laughs> and luckily we were spotted by another speedboat passing by. Safe to say, when we returned, the company owner wasn't best pleased, and that was the last mm. time I ever hired a boat. That's Nathan. There we are. People <laughs> have fantastic. sunk pool. Well,
2: it's a... It's a rich scene. I just have any of the listeners um, found themselves not sure what to call somebody when they've had more than one name? Have we had um, many of those? Yes,
3: people. we've had a couple of those. I said, uh, one here. My old boss was called Robert Mann. And it always made me laugh when people called him Mr. Mann.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which Mr. Mann are you? You're Mr. Happy?
3: Yeah. Mr. Be great, Each day he'd come in yeah. with whichever one he was, you know, whichever mug of yeah. tea he
2: was drinking. Yeah, but there we go. does coming. a fine. Dance does a fine Arthur Lowe impersonation. Oh, does he? So the idea that he would follow Mister Man around every—oh, oh, lovely! Yeah, Mister Man came into the office. <laughs> it was just a norm. Could just narrate his whole life. How long do you think he'd last? Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to transfers uh, today. And uh, joining us now is the son's Tom Barkley. Good afternoon, Tom. Afternoon, guys. Hey, Tom. Have you ever sunk, Tom, in any circumstances? <laughs> not obviously. <laughs> not. Keep it light, but
5: uh, uh, we can <laughs> answer that question. I was thinking about whether you'd ask me that. Um, maybe had the odd sinking yeah. feeling watching football at oh, times. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. lovely oh, stuff.
3: Yeah, of course. There beautifully signed. Beautiful <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Ambrosia playing next to rice? Ambrosia rice pudding? I mean, what? were that <laughs> <laughs>
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. If, that,
4: if that's just off the top of your head, that is very, very <laughs> Yeah. Um. That's what I'm here
3: for, Tom. I'm not here for anything. what he's here for. I don't know about football. I know about <laughs> things like that. But you that's can put, really it, what the
4: listeners exactly. want to hear. Exactly. They want
3: an ambrosia
2: rice pudding joke. <laughs> I was trying to think of a pudding player, but I just
3: thinking, I've got I no one, playing haven't playing got football. one. <laughs>
2: Come on, let's have your pudding players. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get a load Brogier, of those. Exactly,
0: Yeah, lovely, lovely. Yeah, we'll get a load of those. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Didn't take long for the Talk Sport listeners, did it, Charlie? Yeah, Billy and Taramisu. Yeah. Straight <laughs> in there, Billy. Billy Twelve. Come on, let's have your pudding based players, as Alan would say.
3: <laughs> there we are. I look forward to seeing uh, the Ambrosia rice pudding joke in yeah. the sun very, very soon, Tom.
2: Definitely Nicky yes. <laughs> <laughs> Billy said, surely they've got to sign Thomas Muller as well, West oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> well, This isn't what yeah. we've asked for, Paul. Just because you're not no. here, Paul, you can't start asking for these.
2: see, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know how I feel
3: yeah, when I'm I
0: know sitting, how sitting feel Exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We did say, come
2: on, as Alan would say, let's have um, your dessert-based football. We've had you know a lot those business, of those, Adam, had down. a lot of those. with. Patrick Sticky Toffee Pudding from Akash. <laughs> and uh, somebody's not put their name to this. They should do, though. Uh, Willie Jam Roly Bowling.
3: Oh, very nice. Very and nice. And for the Wolves fans. Yes, it uh, So anyway, did, that's not yeah.
2: the main thrust of what we wanted to do uh, today. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's been slightly subverted. But you can get in touch on that and anything else. Talksport.com. Eight ten eighty nine tweet T S, H, and J. What do you call people when they have unusual names? Often showbiz pseudonyms. We've had some very good ones coming on that front as well. Yeah, we've had also we'll so, so, someone's
3: picked up on the Mister Man thing.
2: He's, he's, oh,
3: he's right. a, some, as a man, I can concur the Mister Man gag. I always end up being called G Man because my name begins with a G. <laughs> he's also you he said you missed Batman, Spider Man, and oh, Policeman. So there we are. What a nightmare! Easy.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: You've been getting in touch this afternoon on uh, various things uh, with Lethal Bizzle coming in. I think we're comfortable calling him Bizzle. Uh, I believe that is that's the vernacular. Uh, but sometimes you meet uh, famous people and you don't quite know. You don't quite know what to call them uh, do you really because uh, one of the listeners was uh, telling us he spent some time as I have actually in the company of the damn drummer rat scabies oh yes and I was in that situation but uh, we just end up calling him rat which he seemed which he seemed incredibly comfortable with yes. so uh but mr scabies would be let show me to your table uh, mr scabies it doesn't doesn't really work. Mr. Scabies was a kind of a whole alternative disease-ridden Mr. Men
4: series of books.
2: <laughs> nev- Paul, you can bring those made. out.
3: You should bring those out, Paul. Yeah. That's a very, very yeah. good. Mr. Chickenpox. The lot, they would all be there. <laughs> <laughs> the abs- yeah. Mis- okay. Mr. Eczema, this is. Hello, I'm Mr. Eczema. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure they'd be massive. They'd be
0: massive.
3: You I never know. They'll
2: be very positive. Positive yeah. and 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 embrace it all. And we've had so, so a lot um, of footballer can,
3: pudding names here, Paul. My favourite ones come in, yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, from Paul the Painter in Letchworth. Steve Cram Oh, that's very oh, that's good. very good, isn't it? Very good. A high point. Yeah. a high point.
2: Quite a lot of the listeners. You did ask the listeners earlier on. Have you ever sunk? Uh, there was a, <laughs> a there's a floating restaurant in, in Hong, Hong, Hong Kong yeah. Harbour that is floating no more. No. Sadly. No, um, it, it, what Charlie was hinting it, it, at, but exactly, no I was
3: hinting at something, Paul. Yes, you're absolutely right.
2: Um, I sank. I used to work in a BMW dealership. Says Martin, the Leeds fan. We entered a charity raft race oh, from Bidford. A bit of a, was it Bidford? Bidford on, on Avon Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lads in the workshop built a prototype vessel, basically large barrels and planks. I was part of the <laughs> rowing team, so we went to the River Avon in Evesham to test and practice. It was decided that as I was the largest, it might be best. If I got on first to check uh, whether it worked, needless to say, the raft completely flipped over, sinking me oh. underneath. I came up spluttering with six mates struggling to breathe. I was in shirt and trousers, a very wet 20-mile drive home. Well, I was in, I really in, sh- was in shirt and trousers for?
3: Yeah. A Have you ever done a raft race, Paul?
2: Uh, no, I remember once years ago, a place I was working, they did one on the cam, and they put a load of oil drums. Yeah, up. that's what you want. Basically, they forgot to take the oil out of the oil no, drums. That no, that's and, a mistake. They polluted the cam probably for generations, <laughs> which wasn't... And I think were arrested. Oh, oh no, how lovely. Maybe, like maybe I'm... Now, Charlie, yes. talking of uh, being on water, I don't know if you've seen this story today, but a uh, the, the number of the tabloids reporting that tourists who are desperate for the loo while on holiday in Spain should avoid going in the sea oh. or face huge fines why uh, a popular holiday resort was banned Weighing in the sea we're told vigo home of celta vigo if you want to bring it back to football or we as I'm, i would imagine the headlines <laughs> will be can't go in the sea the fine 644 pounds are they going to check paul
3: how are they how are they checking? exactly
2: how do you police it that's the difficult thing uh, they say it poses a hygiene risk which of course it does it's dirty behavior me personally and i'm sure you charlie have never done that. Uh, We've I'll, never done I that. I would never ever do that. I'll Paul. just, I'll just have a slightly above the waist paddle in the sea. I'll just stand yeah. there for a minute, but <laughs> then I'll splash about. I'll Paul, splash Paul about, you like, need I'll to come in, yeah. i will come in, in a minute. I'm coming <laughs> in a minute. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting the lower half of my body. It's all right in, in the down. sea, Paul. It's seawater. Yes. Well, apparently salty apparently water. Not, not, not in Vigo, but it did strike me that it's hard to police. So. It's a TV series, isn't it? <laughs> so the Spanish police in Vigo find they can't do it. So yeah. they call in a specialist from the UK. What a DCI idea. Jimmy Riddle. Uh, DCI oh Jimmy God, Riddle comes fantastic. in, played by Tom Hardy. Yeah. And he, he shakes the whole thing up. We um, ci What do you think? we ci
3: <laughs> <You're like, absolutely laughs> What's <Would you watch laughs> it? Specialist. Jimmy yeah. Riddle. DCI Jimmy Riddle. Yeah. What's he got? DCI a big Jimmy snorkel, has he, Paul? He goes a hard around.
2: bitten cop go- going going through a messy divorce besides <laughs> the move to Vigo to stop people weeing in the sea. With his snorkel he's it. there and he's like
3: snorkeling around going he can <laughs> see what's going on. With his snorkel, Yeah. What a
2: nightmare.
3: I can't see okay, that. I don't know why people the cross about to get away. it. I like it. Yeah. We've got a lot of shows we want to get away. Bean Island, of course, mm. is the one that's in heavy yeah, oh, development.
2: Bean that's heavy yeah, development
3: right. do you see paul uh they've caught uh, there was one mm. for nigel by, by the way really not for you this one yes. but um the world's largest recorded freshwater fish has been caught in that's uh really, in wow. the in the mekong mm. river in cambodia it's a 13 mm. foot giant stingray stingray um full yeah. moon because of its big round shape and uh yeah 661 pounds it was wow 13 foot long this, uh, yes. and, they, and, they, and he's caught it, and he's—I think he caught Catch it and on release. his own. Is it on has a it worm? Gone back in? <laughs> it's gone back in, but they gave him six hundred quid as well—the market value oh, okay. for it. So pretty good, isn't it? Oh. You know, one for Nigel. Let's hope he
2: doesn't have a wee in the sea because ex- they'll have that six hundred quid off him. DCI Jimmy Riddle—he takes no prisoners. <laughs> this is this is your Nick. This is
3: a brilliant storyline. It's a brilliant storyline, Paul. He's, the, yeah. the, the, the fisherman, right? The fisherman—he's mm. caught—he's caught, he's caught <clears throat> the, the massive fish. And he's had, to, yeah. he's had to get in in his waders to mm. to catch this fish because you do have to get in yeah. sometimes. And in the excitement, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's had to wee himself because he couldn't get out of the yeah. river. He's got, yes, I've yeah. got the fish. They've gone 600 quid. Jimmy Riddle turns up. I'll have that. Bunk.
2: Yep. Yeah. And that's it. And that's your payoff. And that's your payoff. Join there us next week end. for another thrilling adventure. <laughs> anyway, um, to get in touch on that and anything else, <laughs> talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to eight ten eighty nine Tweet to T S H and J. Lethal Bizzle, uh, over twenty years in the business, has a uh, some new workout. Hopefully, we'll be playing some. Um, we may need a, parent, a parental advisory mix. Well, I'll leave that to the producer. Yeah, to work sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that. And uh, Charlie will renew an old acquaintance <laughs> they <laughs> met eleven years ago on a game show. I've been set up. Will here. Bizzle remember? <laughs> Unbelievable. Will he this? embrace? Will he embrace Charlie like an old friend and give him a thousand-yard stare? We'll find out. Paul the the painter's
3: been in touch again, but we can't read his uh, his excellent joke out, unfortunately. I'll run it by you, Paul. I'll take (laughs) a photo of it and
0: I'll send it to you, but I don't think we can read it out.
2: Yep, stick around for Lethal Biz. We'll talk about Arsenal.
0: Uh, very shortly, the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast.
2: Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby. Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport, and we are delighted to say joining us in the studio after a bit of a search as we got his new phone number because Charlie <laughs> only had his old phone <laughs>
4: number years ago. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Someone tweeted me that saying, I oh, someone's
6: trying to get hold of you yeah. from Talk Sport. You change your number. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, we did have some fun with it. Lethal Bizzle
2: with us in the studio. 20 years uh, is the anniversary of him uh, making music at the top level. Bizzle, good to talk to you Thanks for joining us in Yes, this
6: thank you for having me man It's been a while since I've been up here The the, um, the studio's changed a lot hasn't yeah, it? yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah It's a different building Yeah, yeah. a total different Someone building Someone said
3: they did the fools panel with you a while ago So maybe that's what it was Yeah, Paul. possibly It was a while yeah, ago though Yeah,
2: could well be the case Yeah, doing the predictions That was it yes, So you said, yeah It's hard to believe 20 years in the business making music
6: Yeah, 20 years man It's been a uh, You know, it sounds long But it's been quite It's, gone, it's, been, it's been fun You know what I mean You have you, Time goes fast when you're having fun And uh yeah, it's quite, um, it's a celebration, man. 20 years ago, I was just a kid in Wolverhampton. I wanted to be a footballer. That didn't work out. And then um, I stumbled across my friends who we made this crew called Morphire Crew. We made this song called Oi. And the next minute, we was on Top of the Pops performing our top 10 hit. And since then, I never looked back, man.
3: Yeah, yeah.
6: It's been fun. Um,
2: so how close did you come? We know your, your cousin, Manuel Frimpong, um, played for Arsenal. Yeah. And- Played around the world in Russia, etc., Cyprus. But how, how close did you come? Would you, were you an academy? Or
6: um, I mean, I was playing. At, I mean, semi pro level. I would say yeah. I was at um, hmm. notable teams. I was at a team called Brimsdown Rovers. I think Beckham used to play oh, for yeah. them as well. Um, yeah. I used to play for my local district. I think I played against Defoe back in the day when he was at Redbridge. So yeah, I'm, I, but to be honest, my parents wasn't really supportive. They wasn't really like, they're like education, education. You know, no, yeah. you know, you know yeah. th- it's really slim. You're gonna make it. So I kind of was just like, well, all right. But then when I stumbled across music, I was like, you know what? This is my passion. I really want to do this. I had to kind of just go against what my parents were saying, and uh, luckily I did because yeah, it worked out in the end.
3: And what what sort of buzz was that when when you with your mates and it. it and you make the record and, oh, it, and it goes and, and, it, and it's
6: successful and and, and you're with your, your closest ones as well aren't you? Oh mate, it's life changing man, do you know what I mean? It's like you're just doing, it's not It's not a job, you're just having fun, do you know what I mean? You're going around the world with your mates and it's just, a, it's, it's, a, it's a whirlwind, it's a lot to take in because I'm young at the time, I think I'm like 17 when I first like, yeah. you know, started making music and then next minute I'm famous and I'm like, the same little kid That's really from their state, But then everyone knows Who my name is And girls Want to talk to me yeah, now And it's truly. just like Wow this is This is really weird but, um, <laughs> but no it was fun man That was probably My most memorable times Throughout my whole 20 year journey It's almost like Breaking your virginity You always remember it And that was like My first time and I was like you know what the- I cherish those moments the most man
3: I'll let you know when it happens yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, try, you do report back to us won't <laughs> you,
2: you um, I mean it must have been a blow as well coming from Walthamstow in East London you couldn't call yourself E17 because someone, <laughs> was, oh, what a someone <laughs> like yeah. got there, someone oh, got like there
3: first. and you so you're still obviously you're still writing still writing yes, making music still yes,
6: yes. so I just uh, released like a celebrational album um, 8 track album you can get it right now it's called Lethal B versus Lethal Bizzle because when I started doing music, I was called Lethal B mm-hmm. in fire Crew. And then as time grew, I went solo. Then I added the Izzle to the end of the B, and now it's Lethal Bizzle. And it's like almost like two perspectives of who I once was and who I am now. So it's like a nice little journey, a nice little growth, nice bit of insight of, you know, maybe a few things I don't necessarily speak about on, you know, my single record. Yeah. So. It's good to, um, you know, just be a bit more, just show my maturity, you know what I mean? Yeah, just what, show the what is the difference?
3: What do, you, what do you feel is the difference um, as a person?
6: Well, yeah, exactly that, maturity. When I was, you know, started, I was just a kid, you know, not much knowledge of the game and not much knowledge in life, very naive, you know, just walking into things blindly. And as time's gone on, I've, you know, I've just learned from my mistakes, you know, and obviously I try not to make the same ones. And, um, and yeah, I've just just grown, you know, just became an adult. No, yeah. I had to become an adult quicker than I wanted to but you know I feel like now um, I'm a lot more sensible Lethal Bizzle was a lot more sensible than Lethal B was because okay. he was a bit of a hmm. a bit of a rebel if people know my song Police on My Back you will know the kind of stuff I used to get up to back then
2: the, um, I understand you've been training with Derek Chisora. Was that right?
6: In, what? Oh, oh who let that? you, you ah. who let the secret out. You let the secret out. Derek, it was Derek came in. I don't know if it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, cool yeah. You out. he I wants the fight. <laughs> I mean, I had to stop because I was giving I was giving him too much hard time <laughs> in the gym. So, um, I just go to the, to the, um, sauna sessions now. But yeah, I, I did a bit of training with him for the Usyk, um, the Usyk, I think it was the Usyk fight. Right. Just did a bit of wow. camp with him, um, Hit training, horrible though. I'm not going to lie, it was was brutal. Like literally doing that, that camp with him made me realise, you know, why, how like he's so good in the ring. He just keeps coming forward. He just doesn't stop. Like that's how the whole training is. It's just literally non-stop, an hour, hit training and you get like a minute rest every bloody three minutes. But in the three minutes, it's almost like you're in a fight and the way they structure it, it's like 12 rounds. And you just do different things, and it's just non-stop But um, yeah, horrible, horrible. But fun at the times. The, the, the best part is when it's over, basically. Have you done, have you had any fights? Um, have you have you, have you been um, in, the, in the ring? Have you been in the nah, ring? No, no, no. Haven't. I mean, I mean, me and Derek, I've offered him out a few times, yeah. but he like how, how good I am in the hit training, so he never wants to take up my offer. So um, scared. And I don't want to injure him before a fight as well. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I've got to look after my pal. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. In future, I don't know. I might, I might, I might get in the ring. I might get in yeah. the ring. Why we'll not? see. Yeah.
2: Bizzle, do you remember uh, meeting Charlie eleven years ago when you did that little he game show?
6: He, he didn't remember He he he, didn't remember. He, he, remember, he he reminded me, but um eleven years ago is, 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 is a, long a long time. time ago. A lot's happened, isn't it? A, a lot, lot a lot has since happened then. since then. Sorry, man. Maybe, Sorry maybe,
3: man. Maybe I knew you as lethal B. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I was, was lethal oh. B those
6: days. And um yeah. <laughs> Bizzle doesn't remember. But um But I do remember being on the show because yeah, yeah it's one of my you know, I still mm. tune into you guys, man, and yeah, well done for keep going, man. Well done. It's to you know maintain and start be to consistent. believe we're still here I we're still yeah. getting away with it Arsenal coming, really. <laughs>
3: uh, big Arsenal fan oh, mate. And, how, yes. how, how are you feeling I think they're going to have a good window they seem to be talking a good game in the window
6: <laughs> Oh mate, <laughs> trying, do, to do to trying to give you some hope <laughs> do you want to board the listeners do you want to keep your ratings up Um <laughs> yeah Arsenal it's never stopped uh, us before I mean I don't know I've kind of like, had to maybe rethink my approach and how I support them this year and more see it because i'm a diehard arsenal fan but i think i need to take out the diehard and just be a fan and just you know just mm. take it like oh here yeah, we won oh we lost because it just takes too much energy from you man like like it ruins your day <laughs> and like and i'm a musician and my mind needs to be clear so yeah. you know being fully focused on arsenal over the last years it's, it's been depressing man you know what i mean but i will say we have you know seen some progress you know our I mean, I'm on the fence of Arteta, man. I mean, he has a good run and then I feel like we totally bottled it like for the top four. like. I'd... Yeah, anyway, I don't even want to say what I really want yeah. to say because I don't feel like I can, but... Um... Paul,
3: Paul Spurs, so he's loving this. Oh,
6: even
2: worse. This. Yeah, I, I take no pleasure in this at all. Yeah. and it's It's hard though, isn't it? Because you can't switch that side of it off. If you care... Hmm. it's really really hard to turn that to, to say i you know i can't invest so much time and energy into this because it doesn't make me happy it drives me mad but it's it's really just so that's not a switch is it you can't just
6: turn. no it you can't to, just to, turn it off that's the that's the thing but it really affects my moods and it's and it's like mm, honestly yeah. if we lose a game or something just happens like my day's ruined you know what i mean and that's not fair man i need to I need to reprogram how I I support this team now because it is actually affecting me like when they lose like the way they they bottled this top four like literally I had to just say to myself next season almost like hope for the best and expect the worst and that's it like if something great happens (laughs) yeah but we're going to lose every single game next season that's my prediction and if we win a couple great like that's Mm -hmm. the way Arsenal was been performing over the like you can't. There's no banking. There's no banking. Thirty wins, like teams we should be beating, yeah. we're losing, and teams we should probably be drawing or losing, we're beating, and it's just like there's the consistency. It's just, it's just a bit weird, man. And Arteta, I mean, the Aubameyang thing. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that was handled right. I don't know why he did that, and you didn't replace him, like, or even get someone on loan, like we got rid of our main striker, our captain, and we just left the big hole. So why should we even be surprised how it all turned out? You know what I mean? Big up Ketty He definitely stepped up. Mm. I want to big him up because, yeah, he, um, I was on the fence of him as well at the, at the start and he literally saw his opportunity and he took it. But one mm. thing I will say is, I see a lot of people are going a bit crazy with this number stuff and all that. Like... I kind of semi-agree where the the club needs to be a bit more mindful with these numbers they give players because it just Mm. adds so much pressure on them because automatically you're going to start comparing them to the person that made the number famous. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you just need to give the guy time because he's he's earned his right to get a new contract, Mm. you know, to be at the club. Unless he wants that pressure. He, might, I mean, he, might, yeah, he might, he might He yeah. might need that. He might he be that sort of player right? that needs yeah, that pressure. Maybe, but I think that like today in this social media era, like there's there's so much ways that people can express their opinion now. It's not like back in the day where I think it was more of an honourable thing. Like, okay, cool, like the Cantona number seven shirt. You know, cool. I think Beckham was it. Beckham, we got it afterwards. I was, was it? Was Beckham um, after? I don't, don't, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I just worry. I just feel like um like. Like just people in public right now, it's hard to be protected, especially with social media. And a lot of people can just say their opinion. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I think he might thrive off the pressure. I hope Mm. he does. You know what I mean? But I just think maybe you know clubs should be a bit more mindful when they're giving players these huge numbers. Because you know what I mean. It's it's, because it's almost like if you don't replicate what that person did, then that means you must have failed. And that's not true because he might still do very well. He may not do as well as Henri, but he will probably have a good goal. And I just think that kind of, you know, that that, that pressure, that's all I'm worried about. But he definitely deserves to still be at the club. And um, yeah, man, I I wish him luck. And just people lay off him with this whole number stuff, man. You know what I mean? The club gave it to him. He probably didn't ask for it. But yeah, I think he definitely deserves to, to be at the club, man.
2: We're gonna play it with Skin uh, Gang from the the new album, and gonna oh do yes. some you're doing some live shows as well around. Yes. around the release. Yeah, I'm help. doing.
6: I'm doing some in stores. I'm meeting the fans. I'm actually doing it in store tonight in uh, in Kingston. So if you're around tomorrow, I'm in Birmingham HMV, and then I'm going up to Leeds on Thursday. So yeah, I'll be performing a few tracks, and um and yeah, I'm meeting the fans, man. Right nice one uh, Bizzle lovely uh, to uh, see you again thanks ever so much for thanks for having me, me man thanks for coming coming in appreciate album. it have me back soon I know. you've got my new number now so yeah I, I, want, to be, <laughs> I want to be a regular <laughs> up here now guys don't forget
2: about me he'll be we changing on, he'll it. be changing it now Charlie as soon as he goes down, down the <laughs> yeah.
4: that's
2: yeah. it block block so, block yeah, is,
4: yeah
2: that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's play Skink Gang then by uh, Lethal Bizzle
6: Skink Gang yo yo Skin gang icon. can't afford free, I can't buy one. Yo, hey, Skin gang. Yo, yo, hey. Skin gang president. Yo, stay getting money, I'm a resident. Yo, drop at kids, still intelligent. Yo, how I get here it was evident. Yo, if you wanna get it, gotta risk it. Yo, more than a chocolate biscuit. Yo, I don't mind plastic or natural. Yo, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
0: Podcast.
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's uh, Paul Hawksby
2: and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. Very nice to... Uh, here from Lethal Business. Oh, again. Fantastic, it seems, wasn't he? Up for coming on talking football. You, know, you could hear the passion, though. I felt like yeah. saying, "How's that not caring about Arsenal going?" You get all that passion. There's a lot of eye rubbing, a just... lot of
3: eye rubbing going on, and sort of like you know, pinching yeah. the bridge of the nose, sort of <laughs> going on. Like couldn't couldn't get off it. No, he was fantastic, wasn't he? he very nice yeah. to see him again. Although he didn't have a clue who I was Paul. Of course. Hey, a lot of people have got on board with uh, DCI Jimmy Riddle, Paul. Oh, yes, there's this a is a story of people. from
2: Vigo in Spain, isn't it, where they've been told they do not want people uh, weeing in the sea, and there's a 644-pound fine if you're caught. The question yeah. is, how do you catch somebody uh, doing it? Exactly. Red, um, red, we, red-handed. We came up with a
3: plot, plot line, didn't we, Paul, of someone catching a big fish being paid 600 pounds for the fish in the excitement of catching mm. the fish. They do wee themselves, and then Jimmy Riddle yeah. comes along, I'll have that, and that's the end, you know. And then yeah. you see him at the end, I thought, eating chips with having a, yeah. the, the, uh, with the fish that's being caught and that'd be lovely wouldn't it be, <laughs> I'll have that <laughs> another good day
4: Yes,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh Ian, the Everton fans been on about DCI mm. Jimmy Riddle. Episode mm. one is good. Not looking forward to number two. Um, oh, as a, as a, of course. We've yes. had a few. Number of people. We've, have we've had a few of those. Um, yeah. uh, surely Jimmy Riddle wouldn't be DCI. He'd be a PC. PC. Yeah. Very nice from Alan. Course, the Truckman.
2: would he be sent? Would he be sent over from to for a hard bitten British cop? why would they wouldn't probably oh, yeah. send a PC with well, respect to all PCs unless, well. me-
3: unless he's messed it up and he's just been you know right he's, yeah, this, he's this been is demoted you, you're out. yes that's what it is he's been demoted yeah. for weeing in the sea on on yeah. on duty Paul he's on duty yeah. he's been caught weeing in the sea
2: Charlie you're far too into this mate. <laughs> it's uh, it's it, and it did, was i, I can it's never going to get made
3: well one final one steve from Lisbon says uh, would the theme tune <laughs> to P in the sea show be a guitar solo by slash there we are that's it i think we can and move on that, now
0: and that and i think we draw a veil <laughs> over that the Hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
2: Yes, normally at this point we cross uh, to Tim Vickery over in Rio, but we do like to say he is uh, in the UK. He's uh, got a live gig this evening. We'll
5: kick off chatting about that. Hi, Tim. Hello, how are you doing, Paul? How are you doing, Charlie? Very well, thank you, yeah, Tim. That's nice it's nice to be with you.
2: to see you. And you are, I mean, they've chosen another day for you for a uh, rail and tube strike when you're doing a live show in the West End of London. Yeah, yeah
5: apart nice. from that, apart from that, I'm feeling like a room without a roof. Oh, what yeah. on earth does that <laughs> line what do, mean? What does
3: that mean? I think it means your your <laughs> head feels like it, you could achieve anything. You know, you don't feel like you're in a very small I room think. like we are now. I, I
2: think basically Pharrell's claiming the insurance money. He's done some sort of insurance scam, <laughs> so, so the you roofs know.
5: come off. You, you're, you're taking this from a very f- philosophical or, or criminal angles. <laughs> frankly, I think it's much more to do. He was looking for a rhyme for truth. You really. think? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not I think even a real probably, rhyme, yeah, is it? Yeah, so what a nightmare. There we are. Show tonight, is it, Tim? Yes, yes. Um, So, uh, I think, Charlie, we're in competition tonight because you have a show.
3: Yeah.
5: And uh, I wish I was around for longer to be able to go and see it. But I have a show tonight. Me and me old mate, Dot and Adebayo, uh, our Brazilian shirt name podcast when we pick a a famous game from the past. I think we're going to do two games tonight. And we talk about the game and then we get that out of the way, and then argue about the music oh fantastic. and th- that 's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast because yeah. you know, talk about the football is great, but there are times when you you want to you want to. I, I hate Queen, so i 'm loath to quote this you know, but there are times when I want to break free oh, yeah,
4: uh, yeah. and uh, yeah.
5: we argue we argue about the music and the cultural context, uh, and we 're going to do it live tonight uh, in Soho at soho twenty one because we have ludicrously chosen the day when there is both a, a, a rail strike and a tube strike some people mm. can't come so tickets are available uh, yeah. I think you can buy them on the door we okay. kick off seven I think it's
3: a lovely venue as well really nice oh, venue right. good bar mm. Excellent. All, all nice all nice stuff there yeah so really worth
2: good. it and there may be people staying in town tonight that wouldn't have done otherwise at a Indeed. loose end so what better to spend the evening with Tim and Don't buy so yeah. go along and uh, what get better, tickets other than uh, a Tony Blair musical yes, but other than that yes. oh of course <laughs> Charlie of course uh, if, 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 if you only go to one gig tonight I'll do are one of yours. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Carlos Tevez um, hung up the boots the other week and he's straight into coaching. Well, he's barely had time for a holiday. Yeah,
5: I really didn't see this one coming. I mean, there are some players, when you think of Argentina, Diego Simeone, when he was playing, he's going to be a coach. Javier Maschanano. When he was playing he's gonna be a coach and he's now with Argentina mm-hmm. under twenties. I never saw it with Tevez. Really? Never imagined that he would he would want to take on the responsibility for all of this complicated group of human beings. But his his first day is today. Uh with Rosario Central from the city of Rosario, Argentina's second city, about a six hour bus ride out of Buenos Aires. But he's already before he's taken charge of his first training session, he's already meeting resistance. Some of the, uh, the members of Rosario Central are organising a big petition to, uh, 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 to try and prevent him from, from taking over, which is it's, it's much bigger than just him. They see behind this move to appoint Tevez, they see perhaps a move to turn the club, which is a social membership club, into a company, and they're resisting that. And they're seeing as Tevez as a kind of bridgehead, uh, a kind of populist bridgehead to try and bring in a more business orientated approach, and they don't want it. We see him as a sort of
3: very fiery player, obviously mm. on, on the pitch. Is is that his personality, often?
5: Well, uh, I, I don't know what how Rosario is. I've only been there once. I don't know what it's like for golf courses. Oh. You no, know, because uh, he, he went on <laughs> on golf leave when he was. Uh, Maybe he's uh, going to sign Gareth Bale. <laughs> well, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> <perhaps. laughs> the first signing.
2: Yeah, uh, Tim. Um, it looks like Bielsa could be back. He's waiting on the outcome of the. Presidential elections of Athletic Bill Bow, but um, if the right man wins, uh, Bielsa's back in work. He's very much looking forward to it. it says, "Yeah, if, 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 if this happens, I, I'm returning."
5: Yeah, uh, as long as every clause in the contract, every last T and every last I is observed, because if not, he will he will walk. One of the great mm. things about him is that he doesn't need it, mm. uh, yeah. and he comes from a family of illustrious lawyers and and he's without being in any way snooty he's all he's walked through football with the air of i can do without it but i don't mm. want it because right. a lot of football if you look under the rock it's a real <laughs> battle for survival uh and, right. and one of the th- it, 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 this enables him to do it his way all of his way and only his way and that's what what makes him so remarkable so Yes, as long as the right man, man wins in the presidential election and as long as every little clause in the contract is, is, is totally complied with, mm. then Bielsa could be back.
2: Oh. Now, um, we, lots of weird and wonderful reasons why football games get called off. Uh, you've got a corker from Paraguay I understand
5: <laughs> yeah first division so we're not even trawling into the lower one, one of my okay. favourite things is the Peruvian Cup oh. where anyone yeah. can enter it's but... like the FA Cup you know and you have games in the the opening phases uh, interrupted because a herd of cows runs onto the field right. and no this is first division Paraguay a game between T- uh, Taquari and, 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 and Guarani at the stadium of River Plate Paraguay's River Plate there are River Plates all over the place uh, and uh, this game was, was was interrupted because of Boids filthy, disgusting yeah, like Boyds, <laughs> uh, because there's a, there's a nest of them up up in the floodlights, and they like chewing hmm. the cables. It's one of the things that they like, like doing, kind of chewing the cables, <laughs> wow. and if, 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 you, if you don't force them off at the right time, then they'll chew through the cable just when there's a game going on, and bang, out go the floodlights. We had a long suspension, long hold up.:
2: Wow, Wait, I like that very wow. much. Stop um, betting scandal in Brazilian women's football.
5: Yeah, um, shocker. This uh, this has come out of Santos, you know, Pele's old club, Neymar's old club. They they are accusing one of their own workers for, for uh, trying to bribe uh, an opponent um, from I think it was from, from Bragantino uh, to, to have a certain result. So it's a betting scandal in Brazilian women's football, okay. which is obviously a terrible thing. But you can look at, you can go oops upside your head, whoa, and look at that and think, well, hang on a minute. If there's a betting scandal in Brazilian women's football that means that there's some money in Brazilian uh, women's yes, football. Yes, of course. It's yeah. you know a, a little, the, the same as we would condemn this is great PR, this is great spin. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same as we would we would moan about touts. You know, there was yeah, some yeah. coming up the, the coming up the 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 escalator at Seven Sisters. You know, there was always some rat-faced <laughs> I can see his face now, some <laughs> horrible rodent-like rat-faced tout, you know, who was always but it's 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 an example of success, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it means mm. I don't think there'll be too many people out touting tickets for my show tonight. You, you never know.
4: know. <laughs> yeah, you never I know after it's this possibility.
5: Yeah. So the fact that there is a betting scandal is. Kind of backhanded acknowledgement that women's football is growing mm-hmm. in Brazil. We're about. I oh, know you're going to have the Euros over here. Uh, we're going to have a, yep. a, a Copper America, a Women's Copa America, in in South America, in in Colombia. And I'm expecting full stadiums, the most competitive Copa America that that, that we've had. And it's going to be from now on. And not every four years, but every two years, um, in Brazil, the league gets TV. Um, you can see this sport moving in the right direction. Yeah. And this is a, this is a rather perverse this betting. Scandal is a rather perverse uh, uh, symbol of that.
2: Yeah, um, fourth division in Brazil. Player protests to the referee, and it escalates
4: quickly. Too.
5: Yeah, this is the fourth division. It's kind of a local derby. It's two teams from from the, from the same state. Uh, mm-hmm. One has kind of modelled themselves on Real Madrid, ludicrously enough, uh, Real uh, Noroeste, uh, and the other uh, Novo Venecia is the place where Richarlison comes from. And he is the official ambassador for this club. They're, they're, they're very new. He never played for them. They never existed when he, when, when, when he was living there. Um, but they, they had a local derby. Uh, and uh, it was controversial. Players were sent off. And uh, uh, Venecia won 2-1. And uh, one Vinicius Leandro, centre-back from uh, Noroeste. at the end of the game, final whistle, he went to, to, to protest to the referee. But the referees there, they need... Protection. Mm. So there are kind of military police around protecting mm. the refs. They have little riot shields, you know, when the mm, refs yes, go back right. at half time. They, have, they, they kind of wait in the centre circle and then the police come out with the riot shields and kind of escort them back. So uh, he, he wants to have a go at the ref and the military police won't let him. So he, he starts having a row with them. And they handcuff him. So he's led oh from God. the field, handcuffs. <laughs> but what, 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 what I find quite funny here is the role of the military police because their role here has basically been, we are here to ensure that you don't insult us. Right, yeah, yeah, mm.
0: sure, yeah. Wow. No well,
2: look, we're going to look at some of the transfer stories. We have some questions coming in for Tim uh, yeah. this afternoon. So we'll bring you some more. Tim Vickery's in the studio and uh,
0: we'll have more from him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
2: Tim Vickery is with us in the studio, South American correspondent on a flying visit to the UK. And Tim, I had lots of questions uh, coming in for you. Just one quickie before we get into those. Michael Beal is the new QPR manager mm. and he's had uh, quite the footballing journey, including a little spell, in San Paolo after he left Liverpool. He was at uh, Chelsea as well over the years. But do you, Did you
5: come across him while he was there? We always, always planned to meet, always. Uh, and uh, we were just about to. And the day before we were going to meet, he resigned. He he'd had enough. Oh. He'd, he'd seen too much of the dark side. So we 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 communicated, you know, over social media and and so on. And obviously, subsequently, I've, I've followed his his, his career. I, I wonder what he's what he. I'd like to sit down with him and, and ask, you know, now that he's he's had a number of experiences subsequently, you know, mm. Rangers and, and Villa, and now taking over at QPR. I'd, I'd love to ask him. What that time in in Brazil has added to his game? It's a question I asked, say Clarence Seedorf, when because he mm. ended up is ended his career in in Brazil with Botafogo. What have you got from Brazil that you didn't have before? And he and said the calendar. There's just so many games in Brazilian football that the thing that they excel at is the recuperation of players. Uh, so that's something that he took. in And he said he was. This was before the World Cup in 2014. He said he was going to have a word with Louis van Gaal, who was then the, the, the Dutch coach, you know, to, to, to help Holland in, in their World Cup campaign. Because in the World Cup campaign, a lot of travelling. Um, it's, it's a tiring competition, and uh, I'd like to think he did because Holland you know, came came third in that tournament. So I'd like to think that that little word in from may have may have uh, made a difference. Mm-hmm.
2: We've got a lot of questions coming in about yeah, the same loads. three players. Absolutely uh, Rafinha, Richarlison and Gabriel Jesus. And uh, maybe the feeling is, Tim, that over in South America, whether they're back home or they're in international duty, they give a bit more of an indication of where they're likely to end up than they do uh, at this end. So, I mean, can you shed any more
5: light on, on those three players? What are you hearing? Well, certainly the Brazilian media are saying that Richarlison wants to move on. But he's, he's, he's had a few seasons at Everton and he, really? he, he and he would now want to move on. Uh, Gabriel Jesus also and he's worried the, the priority of Gabriel Jesus and th- this is something that makes the, makes this entire transfer window a little bit different is that we've got a World Cup coming up in the middle of the season and the priority for a lot of these players is the World Cup mm-hmm. I and mean, the most important coach in the life of Gabriel Jesus at the moment is Chichi of Brazil not Arteta at Arsenal or, yeah. or Guardiola at, at Man City uh, and mm. he. He's on the fringe. He's had a bad time with Brazil, Gabriel Jesus. Ever since the World Cup, uh, where he didn't—he played it up front and didn't score a goal—and he took that very, very badly. And there's there's been this feeling ever since that he doesn't want to play at centre forward. Uh, he would rather be a be a wide striker, um, and, and that means if, if if Arsenal are chasing him, are they chasing him and and Hafinha together? I know they're very different players, but Hafina likes likes playing yeah. wide right, and 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 Gabriel Jesus that has been his preference. The Brazil coach mm. told me this. He, he got with, with Jesus, and he said, "Where do you want to play?" And Gabriel Jesus said, "Don't mind." And Brazilian coach got quite angry with him. You know, obviously you mind. Tell me yeah. what it is. What is your preference? And rather sheepishly, Gabriel Jesus said, "I'd rather go out wide." Uh, so I can't, I can't believe that Arsenal will, will go for both of them, for Ooh. both Jesus. Ooh. But you know, Arteta knows Gabriel Jesus from City, although this is a dynamic process and he hasn't perhaps quite developed in the way that many would have thought. And that's not necessarily a criticism of him. I mean, at the time that City bought him, there was a comparison made with the young Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, by the most impeccable source possible. The original Ronaldo himself oh, really, right. He said This player reminds me Of a young me But he's developed In a, in a totally different way isn't it? R- Ronaldo bulked up was a real powerhouse and was a centre forward. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Jesus has tended, I, I, I don't think he's got the greatest penalty area presence in the world. Very, very good, gifted striker. Wonderful at pressing and he's tended to do better perhaps in a in a wider role. So uh, uh, I can't see Arsenal buying in, in the market for, for, for both of them. Um, but I'll mm. be fascinated to see. But anyone who's, bu- who's buying any of these players, you yeah. have to factor in that there's something happening in November, December, which mm. is more important to them than anything that's going to happen. But they one minutes on the pitch, weren't they? Yes. They want to play, yes. and, that, and that's surely yeah. the key. And that's especially true of Gabriel Jesus because if the squad yeah. was going to be 23, he might not get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last game Brazil played, um, the last uh, uh, they, they beat Japan one nil. Before that, they beat South Korea five one, and he scored, and that was his first Brazil goal for three years now a lot of that time he's been a substitute but he's played 20 games yeah. <laughs> that's a long dry time and, and yeah. so others have got in front of him so he's sweating on that world, on the world cup place so he's going to want to play somewhere and you know with city um, with city buying w- in Holland and, and and alvarez you would obviously think he must be worried now, because if that sidelines him at city you know there's only two, even if there's 26 places brazil have lots of options up front Ooh. I
2: had a question from Adam, who's a Wolves fan. He wants to know a bit more about Enzo Fernandez, plays for River Plate in Argentina. He's been heavily linked to Wolves. What would they be getting if they can pull that off?
5: Tim? Well, there's lots of interest in him. He's uh, he's the flavour of the month at the moment. He's getting lots of interest from big Portuguese clubs and from, from Italian clubs as well. He's a he's he's a he's a tall central midfielder, very, very elegant. He's involved in all three phases of play. He wins the ball, he distributes, and he shoots as well. He's, he's got goals in him from, from the edge of the area. He is a little bit restricted to his right foot. A little bit one-footed. You can do that in in South American football easier because the game is a bit slower, the pitches are slower and the the lines play further apart. So it's easier to to, to manoeuvre it onto your favourite foot. A lot of the central midfielders have have found it hard when when they've come to Europe. But he looks very, very classy indeed. I would be surprised if he he were to end up at Wolves. Uh, certainly the Argentine media has been saying more Benfica and and perhaps Juventus but he's certainly going to go, if he doesn't go in this window we'll go in the next one
3: Uh, Could you ask Tim about Julio Asensio move to Brighton, that's from uh, Anonymous
5: Yeah Julio Enciso, who's Paraguayan Mm. what Brighton are doing is interesting because the big European clubs are reluctant to buy straight in from South America Uh, and Real Madrid, and they'll bring in kids but quite often they'll leave space for Benfica to do that. Benfica and Porto and so on, they will buy in straight from South America uh, and they will show the player that he can adapt to life and to football in Europe and then they sell him on at a big profit. That's Mm -hmm. their business model. They're they're kind of intermediaries. Uh, Luis Diaz is a perfect example. You know, to to Porto, from Porto to, 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 to Liverpool. Brighton... Obviously, they don't have the resources of the big Premier League clubs. So they're establishing themselves doing exactly the same thing, to have the courage to buy in from South America. Uh, I had very few doubts about Alexis Mac- McAllister. I had no doubts at all about Moses Caicedo. I do have doubts about Julien Ciesel, who is he's a, he's a, a teenage striker. He's, he's promising, he's mobile, he can operate across the attacking line, but he looks to me at this stage, he's only 18, he's a lightweight and he's someone who... Although he's been in and around the Paraguay squad, it's all promise rather than, than, than achievement. So he is a player, I don't think he's anywhere near ready for the Premier League yet. So I'd imagine that he will be loaned here and there, which sometimes I don't like, you know, because mm-hmm. he's been the special one in Paraguay. He goes to Brighton mm-hmm. and he's loaned off to Belgium or something like that. They can feel a little, a little bit neglected. So I've got more doubts about this than, than some of the others that they brought in. Okay.
2: Um, this is an interesting one. There, Right up your street, there's Tim. Uh, Alexandro Bernabe. He played for Lanús in um, Argentina hmm. and it looks like he could be going to Celtic. So uh, he warmed up for the move to Celtic by perfecting the Glasgow kiss. <laughs> His final game against Colón... He stuck the nut on another player and got sent
5: off. <laughs> yeah, perhaps he was in, he was inspired by Lanusa against Colon. We're not going to go. We're not going to go there. There's, there's, there's too many bodily parts involved in yeah. that one. Um, they're clearly interested in in quick Argentine mm-hmm. left backs. I mean, you asked me the other day about Ortega of v- Velez, who uh, apparently they would also had a look at. I haven't seen Bernabeu mm-hmm. for a, for for a few months, um, but w- I saw much more of him last year. And he's a quick little left back. The first time I saw him, he didn't actually play left back. He played left side of midfield in a 4-2-3-1. He can get in the penalty area, which, which I like. Uh, and there's mm. a nice left foot there, which is also interesting on, on set pieces. Not the biggest physicality might be a problem, but I think he's, 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 he's interesting. Uh, Tim, Tottenham have been linked with, by
2: Leverkusen's Ecuadorian player, mm. Piero Hin- Hincape. What do we know about him? and Is that likely to happen?
5: One of the times in, in life when it's great to be wrong is when you think someone ain't going to make it. And he does. Mm. Uh, a year ago, he was, he'd gone very early from Ecuador to Argentina. And a year ago, exactly a year ago, Ecuador called him up for the squad for that, that controversial Copa America that was in Brazil. And mm. the Ecuador coach, he, he really does go for youth. I, and Ento of Brighton was playing for Ecuador in World Cup qualifiers before he played for Brighton. And so he threw in Hincapié in, uh, in this tournament and every game was a mistake. Every game. I thought, what on earth are you doing?
4: Yeah.
5: Come out of that, defenders have to make mistakes in order to learn. You know, there, there, There's no other way to do it. Like Stand-ups have to die from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how, it's how you master your like craft, isn't it? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, went off to Germany, kept his place in the Ecuadorian national side, and he's developed. Excellent for a back three system. Because he's left-footed and he brings the ball out, he's very proficient at bringing the ball out. He's, he's he's constructive. My doubt about him is, he looks he's he's a bit spindly. Those little spindly legs. You think he's going to blow over in a stiff breeze? Mm. So that that would concern me a little bit. You know, there there have been centre backs who have come into the Premier League and struggled. Uh, uh, physically, that may be a factor, but he's 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 developing very very quickly, and every time I see him, I like him more. Okay, good stuff. Uh, a couple of Manchester United fans have been
2: in touch, wanted to know about Evan Nielsen who plays for Porto. Porton, yeah. um, quite a lot of money. I mean, I, I he made you know most of his career has been spent in Europe, Tim. But I think you may see him playing for Brazil age uh, group. Uh, I saw so him play for Flum-
5: him? Yeah, I saw him play for Fluminense like twice. Okay. I don't even, don't even, he played like five or six games and scored a couple of goals and, you know, he's on the plane already. Uh, so I, I didn't see enough of him to, to judge, but it's exactly what we were talking about earlier on. And Porto mm. saw that very, very quickly. They saw a penalty operator because uh, he, he was thrown as a teenager, straight into Brazilian First Division and he's scoring goals. All right, we'll have him and buy him. So I, I've, I've seen like two games of him a couple of years ago, which really isn't, isn't enough to, you know, that, that's an even more unqualified opinion than most of mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, Well I've got one final one for All you right. and it's very open-ended and I, I don't know if you can answer this or not Tim but it's from Kevin who says could you ask Tim who he thinks is the hottest property in the Brazilian league football at the moment wow. and which Premier League club would he most be suited
5: to? <laughs> well it's an easy one um, Danilo the central midfielder of Palmeiras left-footed central midfielder who uh, is, is, is probably the most effective player in, in South American football he's dynamic left-footed he was he was called up to the Brazil squad. Uh, he was the only outfield player based in Brazil who was called up to to the, the the last Brazil squad. Arsenal wanted him in January. The only reason that that didn't go through was that in February Palmeiras were contesting that the Club World Cup and they, they didn't want to sell. They don't want to sell in this window. Um but they're not going to be able to keep hold of him for for, for very very for, for very long. Uh he's developed so quickly. Uh, and uh, I think he would he would be an asset to any 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 Premier League mm. midfield. So, Danilo of Palmeiras is the one to watch. That's the
3: sort of question someone, someone who's playing championship manager likes to ask yeah. Paul, I think, because they think, oh, I've signed yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. Danilo, from, the, from yeah. nowhere, you know, I've done the research, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tim, it's always a pleasure.
5: lovely yeah. to see you. Good luck with your gig tonight. Just to remind people where it is. Yeah, it's Soho 21, which is just off mm. uh, Soho Square, right in the heart of London's famous London. Yeah. I think we kick off at seven, yeah. so i better scuttle over better the bridge get, and, there, yeah. uh, and and get there in time. Yeah.
2: We'll go and see Tim live then. I say if you're, if you're stuck in town tonight, for whatever reason, you're staying in town. I will today, say, Paul, truth, as well, right?
3: Tim does yes. all that. All that then we've just done. No notes. Mm. Nothing. Oh just, yeah! Just out off the top of his head knows it with mm. entertainment and authority.
5: It's absolutely brilliant to watch. Really fantastic. to oh, have you Thank into. you. Thank you very much. I wish I could see your show. Oh well. Can you, know, you bring not it not back again next year so I can come <laughs> and, and see Tony Blair <laughs> totally the
0: same, musical? The same.
5: Take it
2: to Rio. See
5: what they make of it there.
0: Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily
2: Podcast from ten o'clock in yeah. the morning over on Talksport. To that third one day. Gotta hope we win the toss for that. Paul. But I hope England yes. win
3: the toss. That's what because you, you know, it was exciting when they won the toss and then went out and just batted as long, hard and long as they could. But you know, you've got mm-hmm. to hope England win the toss tomorrow so they can try and have a go at that 500 again. Owen I mean, Morgan, again, he's yeah,
2: under know, a bit of yeah, pressure. I, know, I mean, yeah. you know, not long-term. He's got enough credit in the bank, but yeah, he's two, the World Cup. two ducks in a row. I can't think yeah. whether he's last done that in his career. I mad. know. No, he'll be fine, Monty. He'll be absolutely yeah. fine. He's a great player. There's enough boys picking up the slack. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, that's all tomorrow from uh, 10 o'clock. Charlie, our work here is nearly done. Oh, you but... uh, you go off then to tread the boards. We were asking tread Tim. Tim said tonight. there's been a few people that have uh, dipped out, but... You're still sold out. The still season, sold right? out.
3: The whole show sold out. Yeah, and that's sold out for the next three wow. weeks. So it's been uh, cool, good fun, Paul. It's good fun. Yeah, you know, we're having a good time. Reviews have been kind yeah. and uh selling mm. some tickets. So it's uh doing something right. I know my lines now. Anyway, Tony, I mean, we're
2: two weeks in. Tony, the Tony Blair <laughs> rock
3: opera. Is it rock? Is it fair to call it mm, it? some of it's rock? Some of it's rock. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> good stuff. Some of it's musical theatre. We well, should theater. thank the listeners. Thank the listeners for all their input. Yeah, uh, We've got a new TV series to make. What have we learned this afternoon? Have we, uh, on top of uh, Bean Island, we'll be making uh, the new series. DCI uh, Jimmy Riddle, Spain. DCI Jimmy Riddle goes to uh, Vigo to uh, sort things out. We'll look forward to that, won't we? Yeah, we're, I'm looking forward uh, to that. That's right. We right. found out how many of our listeners have sunk in any capacity. <laughs> we found out yeah. what one of them fitting a kitchen for rat scabies. Did he call oh, yeah. him Mr. Scabies yeah. or did he call him Rat? Do you mind if I call you Rat? <laughs> what so, did you call some him? Ratty? Uh, no, I just I just called him Rat. It was, really... It's a bit weird. He does answer the Rat. It'd be a really different, uh, um, is, uh...
3: different version of Wind in the Willows, wouldn't it? With Rat Scabies <laughs> in it. Yeah. i think it probably would rat scabies uh malignant mole and uh yeah. <laughs> i'm just trying it's
2: getting dark charlie. it's getting too dark. It's getting dark okay time to go i'll let you go uh, i'll let you go and fight your way through the traffic on your bike
0: the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast
2: there we are that was this afternoon's show myself and charlie do it all again Tomorrow from 1, we do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast, as always, will be available at 4.
0: You've been listening to the Hawksby & Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between
1: 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more